Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Adam Proper, and this is the Chiropractic Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something very uh, important that is in the news. Uh, but, but first, I want to explain what uh, the Chiropractic Warrior means and why I use that as my uh, uh, epithet. But the chiropractic warrior, chiropractors, <clears throat> since 1895 have been uh, advocates for scientific natural health care. And we've undergone a lot of suppression from the American Medical Association, who tried to actually, uh, in the 1920s through uh, 60s and 70s, even into the 80s, try to uh, uh, eliminate chiropractic as a valid viable uh, uh, healthcare profession. In fact, they started a quackery commission in the 1940s, the AMA did, um, with the specific purpose to, to uh, eliminate chiropractic, homeopathy, acupuncture, but mostly chiropractic, because they, they were uh, concerned about the loss of patients to our other healthcare professions. And we started our own colleges and university and trainings and based on the science of uh, neurology, uh, spinal biomechanics uh, and health. And chiropractic was a philosophy of health as well as a science and art, whereby, you know, we were uh, practicing the fact that the body is a natural healing entity that enhancing the ability of the body's natural inborn uh, ability to heal, using techniques that communicate with the body, that open up this channel of intelligence that can heal us, that's already built in, and by uh, adopting the science to uh, corroborate the philosophy uh, and then the practice of chiropractic, well, this is the chiropractic profession in total. So to be a warrior in chiropractic meant that, you know, many chiropractors back in the uh, 20s, 30s, 40s were jailed for practicing chiropractic because they were uh, deemed to be practicing medicine without a license, and actually they were practicing chiropractic. But nonetheless, we we managed to uh, get our caucus together. We legislated um, uh, health reform, uh, and that m many of you enjoyed today. You wouldn't be taking supplements and vitamins in part if you, if it weren't for chiropractic lobbying. And, and producing legislation that protected you from losing these rights to do so, which obviously the pharmaceutical companies wanted to do. And, you know, it's not into their best interest because they cannot make any money over uh, supplements. They can't make any money over giving you barley, giving you a homeopathic remedy. That's just not possible for them. So, you know, to eliminate people and then call them uh, alternative medicine. And one of my patients brilliantly said to me one day, he said, chiropractic is an alternative medicine. Medicine is an alternative to chiropractic. And that's a fact. And in fact, if you have a, a disease process, you know, you want to help your body naturally help heal the disease process. You know, you don't want to inflict it with uh, chemicals and drugs and all sorts of uh, concoctions. You want to, you want to help it enhance itself because the body was made to handle your health when appropriately balanced and given the right stuff. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the nature of chiropractic. And now to be a warrior, my 
mentors in chiropractic were warriors. They were practicing chiropractic in states where there were no licenses at the time that they were practicing. They would go around their communities preaching the chiropractic message. They would be willing to be going to jail. They would be willing to go up to their state uh, legislatures and, and fight them and bring hordes of their patients up to change legislation. They'd have bus, <clears throat> busloads of people going into state capitals, going into Washington, and really and lobbying their, their assembly people and passing this legislation. This was not, they were not sitting on their hands. They were out there as warriors. They would drive down their streets with, with signs and, and, and placards telling the story about chiropractic. They would warn their patients about the dangers of unproven medical procedures, unproven scientific approaches that were nonsense. So to be a chiropractic warrior, as I was taught by my mentors, who were warriors in the fact that they preserved the rights of chiropractors to practice, got us licensure. And today we're the largest natural health profession in the world. So I take that as a kind of a, I took the baton and to be a warrior is someone who simply disseminates the truth about the science of health, uh, expresses uh, the, the knowledge and opinion about how chiropractic works and can benefit a person. And beyond that, it's basically someone who advocates for their patients and keeps them from doing harm to themselves. You know, in medicine, or Hippocrates said, uh, the, the, the primary principle in healing is first do no harm. So let's talk about that principle now, and we're going to relate it to the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and the truth behind the vaccine study, because I want to get this information to you so that you can make a, uh, a better decision on whether or not you choose to vaccinate yourself or your children for COVID-19. And I want to tell you on the onset that this this study from Moderna and even uh, Pfizer, this these these studies are technically and scientifically flawed. And I'm going to show you how they shifted the the data to come out and uh, you know. And you, if you listen to every news organization, um, they they parrot what the promoters of the vaccine from Pfizer and Moderna are saying. And by the way, look at their stocks as they promote this. And all of this came out of their PR department. Didn't come out of their research and development department. So they're telling everyone that the, the vaccine is 95% effective for COVID-19. Now, get what I'm saying here, okay? 95% effective for COVID-19. And this is the rub, and I'm going to share this with you because in my investigation of what these, these studies were really saying is I came up ac uh, um, across a real interesting play on words that the public does not know, nor does the media differentiate. So let's talk about the, the, the technical terms. So what is COVID-19? COVID-19 is defined as the symptoms of the effect of the disease, the symptoms of. And what is the disease? The, the disease is really SARS-CoV-2. Okay, so you have two terms here, 
SARS-CoV-2, that's the disease, and COVID-19 are the symptoms associated with SARS-CoV-2. So what are the symptoms of COVID-19? Fever, chills, pounding headaches, respiratory problems, pneumonia, difficulty breathing, loss of taste, vomiting, diarrhea. Those are some of the symptoms of COVID-19 that are caused by SARS-CoV-2. Okay, is that clear? And so when you hear the, um, you know, Dr. Fauci, when you hear things on uh, cable and network television and the, the talking heads are talking about, gee, this vaccine is 95% effective for handling COVID-19, all they're really saying is the vaccine is affected, effective for handling the symptoms of SARS-CoV-2. However, they are not saying that they are preventing SARS-CoV-2. So technically, you could be an asymptomatic COVID-19 carrying the SARS virus and still be uh, infectious to the community. You get it? So a little play on words here. And that, that's the way the study was done. And let me tell you how these scientific studies were done in general, okay? So what they did, let's talk about the Moderna study, because they had 30,000 people, participants, and in the Pfizer study, they had 45,000. So the Moderna study, in a study like this, people often think that, wow, they had 30,000 people in the trial, and they took half of the group, 15,000 people, and they gave them a placebo. And then they took half the other half of the group, 15,000 people, and they gave them the vaccine. Now, they're not testing 30,000 people for effect. So what they're doing is, out of those 30,000 people, they took the first 195 people who, ex who experienced any symptoms of COVID-19, headaches, fever, shortness of breath, loss of taste, diarrhea, vomiting, those symptoms. They took the first 195 people, it's like putting a fishing net into the ocean and catching, catching the fish, right? You're not going to catch 30,000 fish. You're going to catch the fish that catch trapped in the net. So what they were looking for is the end factor, which was those people who had the symptoms. That was 195 people in the, in the sample group that they were testing. Now, those are the people that they studied and, and drew the statistics off of. So in that study, in the vaccine group, they calculated that 11 people were symptomatic. And in the placebo group, they calculated that there were 185 people that were symptomatic. So out of this group of 30,000 people, 195 or 96 people were symptomatic. And out of the vaccine group, 11 people they calculated were symptomatic. And out of the placebo group, 185 people were symptomatic. Now, by looking at that, then they say, okay, you know, it works. It's 95% effective. But here's the thing. And this is an interesting thing, right? 
they didn't, first of all, uh, in this trial too, and this is something, uh, and this came out of the, the vaccines czar's uh, own mouth, Trump's COVID vaccine czar, said that the effects of the vaccine were significantly noticeable in 10 to 15% of recipients. <laughs> Excuse me. So I just told you that of the, of the Moderna trial, 15,000 people received the vaccine. Now, the czar is coming out and say, well, out of that trial, actually 10 to 15 percent of the recipients were symptomatic. So I don't know about you, but if I take 10 percent of 15,000, that's 1,500. So actually, what he's saying is that 1,500 people were symptomatic versus the placebo group of 185 people being symptomatic. Now, to me, that's how, that's how um, uh, pharmaceutical companies and scientific studies can be squelched and manipulated because now you have the broadcasters taking on the PR from the pharmaceutical industry saying it's 95% effective. But actually, if you look at the real statistics here, it's 95 to 97% ineffective. So basically, of the participants that were in that 180, uh, 196 group, um, people that received the vaccine, here are some of their symptoms. Day-long exhaustion, pounding migraine headaches, vomiting, fatigue, uh, shortness of breath, like real severe flu-like symptoms that can last a day or five days. These are the people that got shot one. Now, in the study, the way the study was designed is another hiccup. So basically, the Moderna vaccine is an mRNA vaccine, a messenger RNA vaccine. You need two doses. You need a primary vaccine and a booster. So the way they set up the study was that you would get the primary vaccine. Then in 28 days, you would get the follow-up, the second shot. So when they were looking at these people that were symptomatic, and this is really <laughs> by design, <clears throat> and you know whoever thought this up, is it, it, the reason they did this is because they wanted to get the best numbers they could out of the study. So basically, let's start. Day one, the participants get the vaccine and X amount of people get the symptoms. And these symptoms are severe. They're not walk in the park symptoms, folks. They're not like, oh, my arm hurts. These people were down for the count. Some of them even uh, uh, testified that the fact that, you know, you know, they were down with a severe uh, fever. One, uh, one or two participants I read about had a fever of 100 over a five-day period, uh, pounding headaches. Um, and so they get the shot on day one and then they get the next shot in 28 days. <clears throat> now the second shot, some of the symptoms were even more severe from some of the <clears throat> testimony of the participants. Um, and one of them even said, you know, if you get the second shot, plan on not going to work for a couple of days because it really knocks the heck out of you. And so you're going to be experiencing the COVID-19 symptoms possibly 
if you get the shot. Now, the, the pharmaceutical companies are not telling you this. No one's telling you this on the media. Fauci isn't saying, hey, you know, if you get the shot, you can get really sick for a while. And many of you know this. If you get the flu shot, you've experienced this. Sometimes you get the flu. You feel like the flu symptoms, right? It does happen. But they don't warn you about that. So get what I'm saying here. You have a 28-day study, but they did not, and this is interesting, they did not monitor the symptoms of these people until day 42, 14 days or so after the second shot. So meanwhile, <clears throat> the symptoms that were occurring, they were occurring in the first 28 to 30 days. By the time they get to day 42, people, for the most part, were asymptomatic, and that's what they based their study on. And they, they basically have lied to us about the fact that how effective this vaccine is. They designed the study to be uh, basically flawed in terms of the data that they're presenting. And now we don't know what the long-term effects of the vaccine is going to be. And there are epidemiologists who are up in arms right now because they really don't know. You know, you're playing with the immune system. When you put something into your body and make it sensitive to a, a substance, that immune system has a memory. And you don't know how that memory is going to be affected if you're exposed to a similar virus or some, <clears throat> some similar uh, DNA particle down the road. Your immune system might go into hyper alert. People have had anaphylaxis. They've had severe problems, multiple sclerosis, all sorts of chronic diseases, autoimmune diseases, very common with the vaccine program in general, if you look at kids. And the other thing about this vaccine program is, you know, usually vaccines are targeted for children, but this is a stealthy way for the pharmaceutical company to start targeting vaccines for adults. And the laws that are going to follow you taking this vaccine, whether they mandate it, and you look at Qantas Airline, I mean, Australia, you know, it's, it's, it's unprecedented what they're going to be doing. And how are they going to monitor people uh, who uh, get on an airplane, whether or not they're vaccinated? Well, you're going to have to have a vaccine card or they're going to put a chip in the vaccine to, to monitor you. So this is a very slippery slope that we're in. This whole pandemic is, is boiling out to be a very crazy, uh, uh, suppressive, puts you under control. Um, it's really insane, people, if you really look at it from a health scientific point of view, that we're taking the government to tell you to get vaccinated. And, it's, and this vaccine is not creating herd immunity. You know, it's not doing that. So remember what I said in the beginning, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, two different things. The vaccine is geared towards the endpoint and the vaccine is COVID-19, but you're still walking around as a SARS-CoV-2 carrier spreading the disease. So we're not going to be producing herd immunity. So I hope this helps you um, think about what you're going to be putting in your arm if you do, do decide to put a vaccine in your arm. Now, let me just make something very clear. I don't like the term anti-vaxxer. That's a nonsense term. People have been injured from vaccines 
And the people that have been injured have testified in front of Congress and are not telling you not to take vaccines. But we have to really look at the vaccine program because the pharmaceutical companies were granted um, immunity in 1987 by the federal government, protecting them from doing harm to you if you get injured from a vaccination or your child, particularly autism. And autism has been shown to have a direct relationship between mercury and aluminum in the vaccine and other adjuvants and the vaccine itself. This has been a proven fact. There was a whistleblower uh, that came out of the CDC who did the study. And basically, that's a whole nother discussion. But he admitted that the study did show that there was a cause and effect relationship between autism and certain vaccinations, particularly the MMR vaccination. That's what the study was on. So you have to understand something. This is not like a vitamin you're putting in your body. This can have long-term effects on your health. It can have serious immediate effects because it's not a walk in the park. You may get COVID symptoms. And if you're willing to do that, by all means, get yourself vaccinated. But the fact is you're not going to be safe from being a carrier for the, for the vaccine. It does not prevent you from a SARS-CoV-2 carrier potential. And the last thing I want to say is, I always go back to this because it goes back to, you know, I'm disseminating this at risk so that you understand your choice. It's not about what Dr. Proper says to do. It's about you understanding that you have a choice. You can vaccinate. You have a choice. Or you cannot vaccinate. And you should be able to have a choice to do that, too, and live your life in this, on, this, on this earth. So with right information, you can make a better choice. Now, if you think what I'm telling you is off the wall, uh, conspiracy theory, uh, nonsense, then basically go and do your own research. Don't just sit there and be the next arm to be stuck. You know, health professionals on the front lines, they're very apprehensive about taking this vaccination. And these are the people that are interfacing with our family members, our friends who 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 have COVID in the hospitals now, they are apprehensive about what's going to be mandated. And by the way, just a point of fact and law, as much as the government, uh, the pharmaceutical companies are protected from the government, if your employer mandates that you get vaccinated and you get injured or you can prove injury from a vaccination, you have the right to sue your employer for mandating that because uh, it, the law does not protect the employers and it does not give them immunity of prosecution should they mandate to you that you can't work here unless you're vaccinated and you get injured. So that opens up a whole nother can of worms for your employer. But know your rights on that because it's really important that you understand your rights. Now, as your chiropractor and health professional and health consultant, I've been telling people the other studies, studies about vitamin C that taking vitamin C, and you don't have to mega dose in vitamin C to get enough vitamin C in your body. People are actually deficient in vitamin C. If you get yourself on the right amount of vitamin C, and again, I recommend a, a natural whole vitamin C um, product. There are many out there, but ascorbic acid is not totally the, the deal. And if you take high doses of ascorbic acid, you might be creating a, a deficiency in your body. You have to be careful. 
So you know, I use a product called Cataplex AC or Cataplex C that's made by Standard Process. I've been using it for years, and it's been a great product for me and my patients to to really support them in their in their health. There are other nutrients and uh, immune products that I com uh, combine with that. Uh, it's real important that you know you maybe you can talk to your health professional who knows about supplementation. You can talk to me about it if you're if you want to contact me. Uh, but the fact of the matter is <clears throat> you all should be taking uh, supplementation to boost your immunity or to not to boost your immunity, but to keep your body healthy. Uh, zinc. I've been testing people in the office for zinc. And we have a very simple test in the office. And we can determine that within 10 seconds whether or not your body is zinc <clears throat> uh, sufficient. And zinc is a very important uh uh, mineral for your uh, your 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 immune system, and it's a very uh, obvious thing to take zinc. I know President Trump when he was in the and in, in the hospital, guess what they gave him? Vitamin C, zinc, probably a couple of other vitamins. I don't know if they did intravenous C. They must have done something. And I know Dr. Fauci, he does his power walk at night and he takes his vitamins. And I didn't hear Fauci said that I would be the first one in line. Maybe he did. He said, oh, he said this, if, if, it, if the vaccine is proven safe and effective, he, he qualified it, I will get the, the vaccination. He said, if the vaccine is, I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact quote, if the vaccine is proven safe and effective, he will get the vaccine. He's not saying to you, no, I'm going to get this vaccine now. He's waiting for it to be proven safe and effective, which this is a recent quote and it hasn't it hasn't been proven safe and effective yet. And as of today, as, as I'm doing this podcast, in the UK, they started vaccinating people. And, you know, the experiment is on. So you can participate in this experiment when the vaccine comes and you want to get a vaccine. Realize <clears throat> that you're going to be in a subset class of pharmaceutical research as an experimentation to see whether or not this vaccine really works. So. Get your heads on straight, guys. Um, I wanted to give you this information. I think it's important. I hope you listen to it uh, with, uh, with an open mind. And if anything, I hope it prompts you to take things seriously because there are five things that create health. And I'm going to repeat this over and over again in my podcast. Five things. Always. In, in the history of mankind, now we know there are five things that create health. You want to hear them? Get enough rest. Get enough exercise, drink pure water, take the right supplementation, have a great mental attitude or eliminate stress. And I've been telling some of my patients to, to meditate, whichever way you want to. I love, personally, transcendental meditation. Transcendental meditation, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and it's a great technique. It's not a... You don't have to believe in anything, just like you don't have to believe in supplements, but supplements work. Okay. But if you're taught transcendental meditation, it's a great technique. And you, within 20 minutes, twice a day or once a day, you can really get a good benefit. And the last thing in the modern era for getting, being healthy and, 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 and well is get your chiropractic adjustments because the adjustments open up the nerve channels and stimulate the body to potentially be well. They are very powerful, and I see this in my practice every single day. And most of you who are patients in the practice, 
you know who you are. You come in saying, man, I feel great. Man, my, my, my mind is clearer. Man, my pain is gone. I just feel much better. The body has an innate potential that's run by the nervous system. If that nervous system is working and the structure is balanced because it's one and the same uh, functional unit, structure and function, then you have a, the best potential you can to be on fire and well. So that's my podcast for today. This was a lot of meat here. I hope it makes sense. Um, I know that the mathematics might uh, be hard to uh, visualize, but if you just realize that 15,000 people versus 185 people, that 15,000 people had COVID-19 symptoms from the vaccine with a placebo group, only 185 symptomatic people were ascertained. I think that tells the story right there. Okay, so for now, um, this is Dr. Adam Proper. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with me, again, my email is properchiropractic at gmail.com. Our website is www.properchiro.com. And until the next time, be well and have a great day.